You're listening to the Seek, Go, Create podcast, a part of the SGC network. For those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. And here's your host, Tim Winders. Hello, everyone. This is Tim Winders. Welcome to the Seek, Go, Create podcast. And this episode, this is, I believe, about the sixth episode of season two. We, uh, depending on how they count it and we number it and things like that. But the title of this episode is Take Nothing for Your Journey. And I just want to kind of give, I don't know if it's a disclaimer or explanation, but this is going to be a a little bit more of almost a sermon uh, for those that know a little bit about my background or have heard some of the other podcast episodes. If this is your first, I'll just go ahead and fill you in. I actually have primarily a business background, engineer from Georgia Tech, and have uh, grown up in business and done multiple businesses, worked corporate and different things like that most of my life, but also believer and a follower of Christ and have operated in ministry roles from time to time, spent a few years at Bible school. So everything that I I guess everything in my life really goes through the paradigm or through the lens of my faith. And and there's some people that might be listening in that you're the same way, and some people that may not be the case, and that's fine. Uh, you, you know, nothing, nothing necessarily that's judgmental or anything there. But what I wanted to do was within the context of being a nomad, of traveling, of doing business on the road, of being able to not be geographic specific, I wanted to share really some uh, biblical teaching that, that really had a big impact on me when we were considering this type of lifestyle. And so today I'm going to be referencing a number of scriptures. There's some scripture in the book of Luke that I'm going to be talking about. And, and, and really this title, Take Nothing for Your Journey, Take Nothing for Your Journey, comes directly from that. So let's go ahead and get started. What, what I want to just kind of start with right out of the gate is the scriptures that I'm going to be referencing here. Like any good preacher, I need to tell you the scriptures and things like that. And so I'm going to be sharing with you really from Luke 9, and really it's verse 1 through 6. And it's a very short section in the uh, New Testament that I think a lot of people just kind of glaze over and quickly move forward. And it's, it's really kind of short. And for a lot of people, it may not have a lot of meaning. Well, for me, it did. And that's really what I'm going to be sharing with you today as we speak. I'm going to read it, and then I want to break down each verse and just talk about it as it relates to being a nomad and not being geographic specific and and with those type things. So anyway, so let's fire away here. Sending out the 12 is the subtitle in Luke 9, verse 1 through 6. And uh, and this is what, uh, what Luke says about this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of the city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So anyway, those are some cool scriptures. There's a lot of things there, but what I would like for us to do here is just let's kind of take it 
scripture by scripture and talk about what it means and break it apart. And I, I wouldn't say that I'm an in-depth theologian. I'm just a business guy that's done ministry, that's studied the Word, and I attempt to have relationship with the Heavenly Father and and listen to what He has to say to me. So, so anyway, so I'm going to just be sharing my thoughts, and we'll just let the Holy Spirit work through me, and maybe it'll minister to you or, or provide you a way of thinking differently, regardless of what your faith is and the way you, and the way you believe. So I want to start off with, with this. For those that are listening, that you consider yourself a Christian or a follower of Christ, I like to use that term, we would typically say that our desire is to be a disciple. And disciple means a lot of things. It means, you know, discipline. There, there's root word in discipline and, and other, other things. But primarily, it's a follower, someone who attempts to do the things that the person they're following either commands them to do or wishes them to do, or they do them like the person they're following. And so as followers of Christ, we desire to be disciples. And so first off here, I, I just want to say that I consider myself a follower. Again, some of you may, and some of you might not know what that means, but, but if you do, I think if Jesus is going to be calling his 12 disciples together, and giving them them some instruction, I think we need to listen. We need to listen to what he has to say because even though this was 2,000 years ago, today we would in many ways want to do similar things just to live that out in our lives. And so that's one of the first things I want to note here is that Jesus is calling his disciples together and giving them some instruction. Okay. So that, so that we understand that, that's cool. So he's giving them instruction, so let's listen. We need to pay attention here. And the first thing that he does, and I, and I think the order here is critical. He doesn't say go out and then come back and we'll talk about things or anything like that. The first thing that the scripture says is right here in verse 1, 9, 1. It says he gave them power and authority. He gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. So, it's not as if he just sent them out and said, see what happens. No, he gave them authority. It was authority that he had as the Son of God, the Son of Man. Won't get into details there, but he was both. And he gave them authority that he had been given by his Father, which is the Creator God. And so he, he kind of dubbed them, you know, whatever you want to say. He sprinkled the magic pixie dust on them. He basically said, you have the power and the authority that you need to go out and do the things I would like for you to do. And what was that? It's right here. Cure diseases. He sent them to, this is in verse 2, preach the kingdom of God... And the kingdom of God is a whole other topic. I did a year-long study on the kingdom of God, what it is and, and what it means. And, and in future podcasts, or actually there's probably an entire season there, we'll talk about what that is. I went through every verse that mentioned the king, kingdom of God in the scriptures and, and really broke it all down in the Greek and tried to see what it meant to me and different things like that. But he said to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, I think this is important with this scripture because if he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick, 
but he didn't give the power and authority that he did in verse 1, then they would have gone out and tried to do it on their own. They would have probably failed. It would have been difficult. They would have been doing it with their, their minds, their way of thinking, instead of the way that he was empowering them to do. So there is so much there. There's so many layers to that. See, I also believe that as his disciples, we have that ability too, and we sort of had that assignment to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. I believe that we can do that. It's kind of cool, you know, uh, just this last night, and, you know, we've talked about this. We're, we're nomads. We, we travel around. We live in our RV, and uh, last night we had the sun pop out. It had been raining for a few days here on the river here in Oregon where we're staying for, for a few weeks. And I had a guy come over and talk to me that's right across the way. And uh, we got to talking. He was asking me about my setup with Wi-Fi and Internet, which I talked about in a previous episode uh, of the podcast. And as we got to talking, he was an elderly gentleman, or at least a little bit older than me. I, sh- I have to be careful with that. More mature. We'll leave it at that. And as we got to talking, he mentioned that, uh, you know, he had a, had a faith as a follower, very similar to mine. But he said something about his wife having some knee issues. And I just paused and let him talk about it. And they were here visiting doctors and things like that. And, and I just said, her name was Shirley. And I said, you know, Don, his name was Don. I said, my wife are praying people. And I didn't really specifically say we believe we're disciples, but I said, we're praying people. And every morning I'll, I, I pray and speak to the Lord as best I can and see if I could listen. And in the morning, I'm going to pray that your wife, Shirley, that her knee is healed and that the, the damage to that, whatever is it is in the knee, they said she wasn't going to need surgery, but physical therapy, that she's going to start feeling that healing right now. And so he kind of smiled and looked at me. And as he left, I kind of reminded him of that. And I haven't seen him today, but maybe I'll talk to him over the weekend. So I believe that that is part of what our role is as followers. And that's what, that's what we're being told right here in Luke 9, 2. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Okay, so, so we've got a lot of preaching going on here and a lot of things going on, but I believe that is the foundation to the message that comes right after that, which is going to relate to living a nomad life or, or it can give us some lessons to living the nomad life related to what we've been discussing in this season. And, and, and really, it's, it's, it's as simple as this. When we get to verse 3, he said to them, and these are red letters for those that are, that are Bible folks, you know that red letters are important. That's what Jesus said. Jesus spoke this. He said, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Now, I need, uh, that sounds like a little bit of King James. I think this is New King James that I'm reading from. And a lot of people go, I don't know what any of that means. Well, let me, let me give you Tim's translation or Tim's interpretation. What he really said was he said, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs. That, those were walking sticks and those were tools that showed stature and, and, and position in that world. So in our world, it could be a title. It could be a, a position it could even be, I mean, I just had this thought and, you know, I don't, I don't think this is bad theology, but it could even mean, you know, we don't need to carry around all of these tools and utensils and, 
you know, multiple computers and laptops and things like that. It can be as simple as just going out and doing what he told us to do. So, anyway, neither staffs nor bag. Bag is what you would carry a lot of extra stuff with, obviously. Nor bread. That's food. Don't pack food for two weeks because I'm going to feed you is what he's saying here. Nor food, nor bread, nor money. Ooh, ooh, that, that is a tough one for us in our society today, isn't it? So 2,000 years ago, Jesus' instruction was, do not even take money with you. All that they are carrying with them, if I'm understanding this correctly, is the shirt that's on their back, because he says later, do not even have two tunics apiece. In other words, don't carry a lot of extra clothing. And they are just going out. I think he sent them out by twos. I think later we kind of know that. He sent them out with someone else. No extra clothing, no money, no food, no title positioning, anything like that. No extra tools, the staff. All you're going out with is power and authority and the instruction to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick, cure diseases. That's it. That's all. How simple is that instruction? Okay, so we see how simple it is, but then, then let's just say, let me go ahead and answer a couple questions. But, 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 Tim, how would we do that? In 2019, 2020, we, we, we need our cars, we need all our stuff, we need, we can't just go. We've got mortgages, we've got bills, we've got jobs. I, I'm just reading, I'm just reading what it says, folks, and let me just say, it doesn't have any buts here. It doesn't have any, however, if you have a mortgage you get a pass and you get to stay. No, it pretty much says, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. And I know a lot of you are probably going to argue with me and say, well, that doesn't apply today, and you know, we can't, there's no healing of diseases today, and we don't really have that power and authority. That's fine. If that's the way you want to think, you are welcome to. As for me, I choose to believe that this, this Bible, for those that are watching on video, I'm holding up a Bible, actually paper, not digital. I believe that this applies today, if not as much, probably more so than it did 2,000 years ago. And so I believe that there is something to the statement, take nothing for the journey. Now, it might mean different things today. We might get on an airplane and travel and go to another country and do missions, or, or it could be that we just walk up and down our street where we're living and just talk to people and pray for people and, and minister to people. I, I don't know. I believe that as disciples, we need to find out what we are supposed to do, what our assignment is, not what anyone else's is, not, not even that we need to, and I know this could be controversial, that we need to stay in one place because our church needs us to be there every Sunday when they opens up, open up the doors because I'm the guy that arranges the chairs or I flip on the sound. And yes, there may be some local churches that need you, but you know what? You know who needs you more? God. And he may need you to go somewhere, or he may not. My encouraging word is to say, ask him. Ask him and see what he says. In this scripture, it says, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. So we're really seeing 
about three main points come up in this in this scripture. The first one is that he gives power and authority. Because I believe if you try to do this without the power and authority, you're probably going to run into a lot of roadblocks and a lot of challenges. It's probably not going to be pretty. And so if you're not willing to gain the power and authority of being a disciple, then it probably makes sense to not listen to the second point here, which is take nothing for the journey. Glory and I felt very strongly that when we were going through a lot of issues with housing and finances and business, we would plead to the Lord, say, Lord, we just want you to use us. We just want to be good disciples. We want to hear from you. We believe that he said, and this is kind of quotes, I can't send you where I want to send you, living in this big house with all this stuff, because you think about this stuff more than you think about me. Now, that can hurt and some of you might be listening going, ooh, I don't know about that. But just you pray about it. You meditate on it. And it might be that you're supposed to live in that big house with all that stuff. And I'm not against that. Listen, I believe that we could have multiples and, and you could live all over. I just don't want that stuff to own you and keep you from taking nothing for your journey. Neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Okay? Now... Let's move along because I'm kind of I'm kind of getting a little bit preachy here. Sorry, a little long-winded preaching going on, but uh, but next the scripture verse four says, "Whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart." In other words, don't be bouncing around, looking around. Go to a home. He doesn't give instruction here, but I'm believing that some people invite them in, or maybe they coordinated in an advance. You know, I don't think they had. Um, you know, Airbnbs and and hotels tonight and, and, and you know, peer-to-peer -peer apps at that time. Maybe they did. Maybe I, I don't know. I can't, I can't back that up, but I don't think they had those. But they may have communicated with people and, uh, and had people that opened up their doors for them, possibly. So, but anyway, one of the things that I think is interesting about this, we've kind of talked about it in previous episodes, and that is that these people were going into other people's homes, which really emphasizes the stewardship role, not the ownership role. So they were living places that they didn't own. And my guess is the hospitality or the people that were there, they would feed them. They would somewhat take care of them. They would bless them. They probably felt called. This is one of the reasons why some of you need to keep homes in places because you might need to entertain people like this. They probably felt called to help people that were going out as disciples with power and authority, <laughs> preaching the kingdom of God and curing and healing the sick. So that could have been their role. So that's why I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and travel. There may be people in locations that you need to receive these type people. How cool is that, the way those things kind of work out? So anyway, verse 4, whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. In other words, don't be bouncing around looking for places to go and sleeping on the streets and things like that. So before we leave verse 4, though, and move on to verse 5, which I think has another point, the, a, a part of the second point, which is um, about possessions and, and, and really that take nothing for your journey, I believe it's also saying that don't let possessions dictate what you do or where you go. Don't let things, don't let homes, don't let mortgages, don't allow them to be idols 
in your life. And for those that are followers of Christ and believers in God, really we're, we're, we're taught against having idols in our lives, things that we put above God. And, and listen, there's all kinds of them. I'm not going to get into them here, but, but I know that I, for a number of years, our house was very important, more important than probably my God. Cars were important. You know, a lot of people are into sports, and they need to, they need to be close to their, <laughs> to their college, to their college home, so they could go to their college football alma mater games every weekend. Don't mean to step on toes there, but anyway, some things become idols, and I just think that's what this is speaking against. Is be cautious about what might be an idol to you. So those are possessions. So number one was power and authority. You've got to have that. Then take nothing for your journey. Don't let possessions rule you, own you, or become idols, including homes, cars, geography, those type things. Now let's look at the last few verses and see what that says. Okay, verse five says, and whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city Shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Now, boy, we have to be careful about this in our, in our world today because so many of us want to just tell off the people that don't treat us in the way we, wanna, <laughs> we want them to treat us. And so what, what I believe that this is saying, I'm just saying this that I believe it is, is if someone isn't celebrating you, if they're just tolerating you, just move on to the next place shake off the dust don't think about it don't let it don't let it take hold over you don't don't hold a grudge don't start posting on social media that you know Joe and Sally we were staying at their house and then all of a sudden they said we need y'all to start paying rent or 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 you know we need y'all to to do more around here or whatever it is i i think this is saying just move along to the next place is what he was speaking to them then again different culture that we live in today but I believe it also applies. Don't allow other people's thoughts and opinions control you in any way. Now, related to living the nomad life, I will tell you this, that our culture, our society, has a very, very strong position that the dream, the American dream, you've even heard it a lot, is that one should get a home, stay somewhere, live there their entire lives, Build up equity so that you can have some money in that when you retire and, and live in a place and things like that. And again, I'm not saying that's bad necessarily. I'm just saying that it doesn't necessarily line up with some of the things we see here. And, and it makes it difficult at times to move if, if that's part of our assignment. If we need to go be ministers somewhere else. If we need to go cure diseases, heal the sick preach the kingdom of God somewhere else. If we say, I can't leave here because of this house, it's the dream, it's my American dream, then that's really put something, it's putting something above what God's instruction is. And we just need to be cautious about that. I am in, I am in no way preaching against or for, I'm just giving perspective. So really it's don't let the opinions of others slow you down or keep you from doing certain things. And you know, I'll readily admit, I have been guilty of this, my wife has. 
Um, there's been a lot of situations where I've interacted, and listen, I've, I've interacted with Christian folks that, you know, supposed to be good, supposed to be loving. Sometimes they're some of the toughest to deal with because people are just tough to deal with. And you know what? They didn't receive me like what I would have liked to, and maybe I thought I was doing certain things that they should maybe applaud me for and feed my ego and pride and all that. That's a whole other topic. Won't get into that, but many of you that have some spiritual discernment will know that what I just said shows a flaw in myself. But, you know, I kind of I left and I said, you know, I, I don't need to hang out here anymore, but I thought about it more than I should have. And that's not a good thing. Just shake the dust off and move on to the next thing. People are going to be people and sometimes that means they're going to be mean. They're going to say things that are going to be hurtful. Or it could even be that we take it the wrong way because we're, we're flesh also and we may hear it wrong. Our situation may, may be that we're easily offended and we just need to admit that. Shake the dust off and move along. And then let's finish up with, uh, with the last verse here. So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So that is, that is so amazing. Those six short verses say so much, and I could almost make the case or the argument or preach that for those that are followers of Christ, Christians, or even attempting to or want to believe in God or whatever, I could almost make the case that that is our assignment, that that is what we are to do, that we are to you know, take power and authority, you know, take nothing for our journey, go out. If he says go out, go out. And then if someone doesn't receive us, shake the dust off and keep moving along. I mean, those are such, such incredible, incredible lessons for us, for us today. And, and, and I just, I believe they speak so much to a way that we're attempting to live in our mid-50s and still have many, many years of, of life and productivity and, and business and ministry left in us, and maybe even some of you do also, but I just think it says so much. So I want to back up. I want to read through it again, kind of let us marinate on it, and then we'll just say, some, say a few things and wrap up here. So again, Luke 9, 1 through 6. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And then here's where they summarize it in this last verse, verse 6. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now what we know is the rest of the story. This was during the ministry of Jesus. We know he went to the cross took on all the burdens, sins, everything for all mankind, humankind, and basically restored our relationship with the Father. We won't go into all that here. But the action that these 12 took when they went out was the foundation for spreading that gospel message 
that now, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe what Jesus did or not, whether you accept it and receive it, it basically had impact and influence over the entire world and continues to to this day. So if nothing else, we have to look at these teaching points, these techniques, this strategy for those that are in business and say, hmm, not a bad strategy to look at and possibly learn from. Okay, so let's just mention a few things here and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up this episode. It's, it's so interesting to me. I, I think to simplify what I, what I read here and what I believe this is saying is really I think it's just receive the power and authority and then don't let possessions or people hinder what you're supposed to do. And, and for some of you, again, I, I keep saying this over and over, I am not attempting to say get rid of all your stuff and hit the road. I, I know that there's some people that will probably hear it that way, but please don't. Get the power and authority. That means you're able to hear from the Lord. You're able to hear if, if this is your assignment or not. Get the power and authority. And then don't let possessions control you. And then don't let what other people think control you. You know, I, I'll give you a few examples that I saw of this that I think might help a little bit. I've already shared our story, but but as I've said before, my wife and I went to Colorado. We went to Bible school for a few years, and we were fortunate in that when we arrived to go to Bible school, we really didn't own much. We had already gotten rid of our home. We had been traveling kind of as nomads for a few years anyway. So when we went to Bible school and felt that it was time and that the Lord wanted us to do that, it wasn't that much of a decision as far as possessions and taking nothing for our journey as other people may have. And so we just kind of pulled in there with a van load of stuff, got us a, got us a small apartment for a little while, and, and then knowing that we weren't going to keep most of the things we had, and then we left, gave most things away, and hit the road again. And so we didn't have to think much about it. But while we were in that environment, there were so many people that they would come and they would really feel a spiritual tug, feel as if in their, in their heart, their soul, their spirit, that they should come and go to Bible school and, and spend more time in the scriptures, learn more about, uh, about what it means to be a disciple and to follow Christ. I really believe they felt that, but many times I would hear conversations that went something like this, and, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, so just take this for what it is. I believe that I am supposed to come here. However, I still have a job, and as soon as I get the job taken care of, then I will take action and go out. Or, this is another thing I heard, well, we have a house, and we need to sell our house, and then we need to buy another house. And then we need to take care of our stuff and we need to move it from wherever we are to Colorado. And so we need to do all of that. Or I've got my children or my grandchildren or my this or that or duties and responsibilities and things like that. And, and, and I would, listen, this is a little bit snarky. I apologize for this. And I said it to a few folks and I tried to say it out of love. This is just my personality. I would just kind of like, I would kind of joke like I'm looking at a Bible. I'm saying, hmm. So it says here to take nothing for your journey and go out, but I don't see where it says, but wait until you sell your house or wait until you take care of this because 
I want to be positioned, and I know some of you do also, I want to be positioned where if God says go, I want to be able to go. Now, I don't think God's going to do anything or say anything that's going to create an undue burden on us. You know, will it stretch us? Will it possibly make us uncomfortable? Yeah, but I don't think God's going to put us in a position to where we're busted, we're broke, we're living on the streets, our family's in turmoil, and our and our wife or spouse hates what we're doing, and our children are upset and mad. No, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I believe he's got some grace, a lot of grace that's sufficient to basically minister to all those situations if he wants us to move into those situations. So, so anyway, those are just some things that I've seen and heard, and I wanted to mention those. So all that I wanted to do with this episode is give a spiritual, I guess a spiritual observation, a spiritual perception of what we've been talking about this season, which is being a nomad. Don't letting possessions, you know, in one of our episodes we talked about just, you know, getting rid of some of the things you own. We talked about how you could travel and not live in homes that you own and how you can travel and possibly live in an RV. I just want this to maybe stretch you and give you some options, some options where you can possibly go out and live the nomad life. And then when many of you see, especially those that are, you know, disciples or followers, when you see some scripture that backs it up, then maybe it won't be such a burden to think about, well, my job is here and that's the only place that I can do work. Or my children go to school and in this school district and that is the only place that my children can go to succeed in life. Uh, or, you know, I've got, I've got family and we've got to stay here for the family. Or, I mean, listen, I know this is controversial for some folks. Or, you know, I have a church home here and I've got to stay here with my church home because this is where God is. God is with this church, so I need to plug into this church. No, the big church is all over. The big church is everywhere. It's not a building. It's not an organization. It's not a denomination. It is connecting with the kingdom of God. That is the church that was discussed in the New Testament. And so you can have church and be church and go to church anywhere. So I hope that this has maybe reframed your thinking a little bit. I hope it's helped for those that have a spiritual background just to give you some scriptures to hang on. There are many more. I mean, we could teach and talk about a lot of other things here. And again, I'm not trying to make some doctrine out of this and not trying to mess with somebody's theology and not trying to cause conflict. I just I just want to give you peace. If somewhere in you, you're getting a tugging to go do missions work, go out in the missions field or or to have a ministry that has you travel or even do work or take your children out of school and, and road school or homeschool or something like that. I just want to tell you that there's some scripture that backs that up. There's actually some examples that we can see. There's obviously people that are doing that in real world right now. And, and it is available. It is available for you to do. And so just take some quiet time. Hopefully you spend time in prayer and just say, Lord, is this something you want me to do? I'm kind of feeling the urge. Show me what that looks like. And 
me personally, I think he'll answer you. I think he'll either bring people that will confirm things like this. Maybe this episode has done that for you, or he'll, or he'll show things to you, or reveal things to you, or, or maybe even push you in some ways to, to do some things like this. If there's a pull to do that. So listen, I hope this has been a blessing for you. I enjoy sharing this. You can probably tell I have a, a high degree of passion in my voice when I'm able to share the scriptures and, and teach things from the perspective that I believe the Lord has given me as someone who's been in business for many years, who's done, you know, taught leadership and been around ministries and also done ministry. And I just get excited about it and I love it. So anyway, I hope, I hope that you're able to study and spend some more time here in Luke 9 through 6 and many more scriptures. And I hope that this episode helps you, positions you, so that you can take that power and authority and possibly go out and travel and take nothing for your journey. I've enjoyed sharing with you on this episode of the Seek, Go, Create podcast. This is a topic that I really love. You can kind of tell. I hope it's been a blessing to you. And if it has been a blessing to you, please go down and and like it or give comments or whatever platform you're listening to this on. Give us some feedback there because that kind of helps out. If, if it's really been something that you've enjoyed also and you've got friends, family, or others, feel free to share it on social media or share the link or or those type things. It really helps out. And, you know, we're doing this. It, it's really just kind of sharing and, and, and giving some information and talking about some things that we've experienced. And it really is our desire that it be a blessing to people. So if you think it might be a blessing to someone else, just send the link over to them. Look forward to uh, talking to you again really soon. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Seek, Go, Create podcast, a part of the SGC Network. For those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. We are constantly discussing bold new topics and ideas here on the network, so be sure to subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We look forward to sharing more with you next time, but until then, enjoy the journey.